0: Good morning, this is Tuesday, September 24th, 2013, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Iran's leader backs overture, for now. FBI ex-agent to plead guilty in press leak, and Kenyan forces said to be securing Nairobi Mall. In today's national headlines, McConnell's deal-making yields to politicking. And struggling, San Jose tests a way to cut benefits. In this morning's financial headlines, J.P. Morgan's legal hurdles expected to multiply. BlackBerry's buyout offer raises an array of questions. And shareholder push for an IPO forces filing at Chrysler. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Joe Nocera. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Tehran, by Thomas Erdbrink. Iran's leader backs overture, for now. This is Hassan Rouhani's moment. The toast of the United Nations, the new Iranian president's busy granting interviews to select audiences and possibly cramming in a meeting with President Obama the first such high-level get-together since the 1979 revolution. But when he stands before the world to speak on Tuesday, he will do so as the loyal representative of Iran's supreme leader, the ultimate authority behind the country's recent charm offensive, since his election in June, Rouhani has made no secret of his wish to reach an accord with the West on Iran's nuclear program, and no secret that the only reason he can reach out so conspicuously is that he has the support, for now anyway, of Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, the Supreme Leader. Rouhani can only attempt to have direct talks because the Supreme Leader has agreed to it. Otherwise, Rouhani would not be in New York now, said Hamid Reza Taragi, an insider who is one of the few people trusted to interpret for the public the Supreme Leader's sermons and speeches. The President and his team enter any talks only under the leader's direct command. Enigmatic and cunning Khamenei, 74, gave Rwani the authority to pursue a deal with the United States, top aides to Rwandi and outside experts say, and he could just as easily cut off support as he's done before. In 1997, for example, he blessed the reformist candidacy of Mohammad Khatami, who relaxed some social restrictions and allowed more press freedom. But he allowed the hardliners to undermine Khatami's presidency, and in 2005 he pinwheeled to Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, the strident nationalist hardliner who antagonized the West for much of his eight years in office. This year, in a surprise to almost all Iran watchers, Khamenei has seemed to get behind Rouhani's diplomatic push, talking in somewhat opaque but nevertheless conciliatory terms of heroic flexibility. And on Monday, in another gesture of support for Rouhani, Iran released 80 political prisoners. But the question for many here is, how much room will the Supreme Leader allow for diplomacy before pulling the rug out from under Rouhani? Everybody understands that Supreme Leader Khamenei is in a win-win situation, said Mulchadbab Musavi, an Iranian political commentator who's often briefed by officials close to the leader. He said that if talks lead to the reduction or elimination of the economic sanctions that have damaged Iran's economy, Khamenei will get the credit for approving the new negotiating strategy. But Khamenei can also take the credit if the talks should collapse. If talks fail to reach any results, he will be praised for having proved his warnings over the dishonesty by the West towards Iran, said Mousavi. In that case, his doubts will be proved once again.